And so it gets to my wife and we're sitting in a booth next to each other. We always like to sit next to each other when we go out to eat, uh, hold hands or whatever while we're eating. Um, and I'm looking at her waiting to hear what she shares. I'm just so, so interested to what she's going to say. And she looks at me and like almost immediately starts to well up and her tears in her eyes. And she said that I was her hero. And there's this part of me right away hears that and I'm like, gosh, what a cheesy answer. Or it could be such a cheesy answer, right? Like, who do you love the most? Your spouse? Who do you, you know, whatever. But it was what she said that followed that was so incredible. Welcome to Authentic Conversations. I'm your host, Ryan James Miller, and I believe the way to freedom, fulfillment, and success ultimately comes by living as the most authentic version of yourself. If you're ready to live the life you've dreamed of, you're in the right place. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Authentic Conversations. I am fired up to be solo today. Uh, you know, when I do these episodes uh, by myself, I'm always trying to think of valuable things that I can share with you, uh, hopefully to help you on your journey to become the best version of the man that God has created you to be. So that can be as a a business professional, whether that's a business owner or as an employee, uh, that's um, as a uh, contributor to the community, uh, that's just personally for yourself, maybe that's health or fitness related. Um, I'm just always trying to think of, you know, how can I help you to make more money? How can I help you to have some more freedom? Uh, wearing one of the freedom over everything hats today, by the way, if you want one of those, uh, hit me up and I'll share a link with you that you can go out and buy one of those. I got a limited supply left. Uh, anyway, so I'm always trying to figure out ways that I can help you become better um, in the roles that you're living in life. And so for this specific episode, uh, I wanted to share uh, something that I heard from my wife recently. And it just really got me thinking. It was amazingly profound. It was encouraging. Uh, and so that, that's what I want to share. And I want to give a shout out to my uh, good friend and brother, Paul Edwards. Uh, he is a fellow member of Iron Sharpens Iron, the mastermind that I'm a part of. He's also contributed to a lot of the content that uh, we produce through our newsletters, uh, through social media, just gosh, so many things his, him and his team have contributed or written and helped to contribute for us. So just, he, he's an amazing guy. I love him to death. He's been on the podcast before I've been on his anyway. So Michelle, my wife and I, uh, were able to go out to dinner with Paul and his wife. Uh, they were down here from Washington last week. Uh, by the time this episode goes live, it'll have been a couple weeks. And so we went to our, my favorite restaurant here in SoCal, Boss Cat Kitchen and Libations, a location in Orange. And uh, we had a great time. We had a, just an amazing meal. I had one of their Kentucky Orange Blossoms, which was, is one of their signature whiskey drinks. It's phenomenal. Kind of a spin on an old fashioned of sorts. And anyway, so uh, we were enjoying a great meal, great conversation, and we were getting ready to wrap up dinner. It was time for us to go home. They had to head back to their hotel because they had their kids there. And Paul said, all right, before we go, uh, he goes, I want to, I want to play this game. And he said, we're going to go around the table to, uh, to each of the four of us. And I want you to share, um, one of your heroes one of your heartbreaks and one of your hopes or dreams. So heroes, heartbreaks, hopes, and dreams. And it's this game. 
And it's a wonderful conversation piece, by the way. Um, and I highly suggest that you, you do it. So anyway, so we're going to go around. Uh, his wife is, goes first, my wife second, me, and then Paul. And uh, so his wife shares, and then it's my wife's turn to share her hero first. You go hero go all the way around, heartbreak all the way around, hopes and dreams go all the way around. And so it gets to my wife and we're sitting in a booth next to each other. We always like to sit next to each other when we go out to eat, uh, hold hands or whatever while we're eating. Um, and I'm looking at her waiting to hear what she shares. I'm just so, so interested to what she's going to say. And she looks at me and like almost immediately starts to well up and her tears in her eyes. And she said that I was her hero. And there's this part of me right away hears that and I'm like, gosh, what a cheesy answer or could be such a cheesy answer, right? Like, who do you love the most? Your spouse? Who do you, you know, whatever. But it was what she said that followed that was so incredible. And I'm not even going to repeat it all because I don't want to butcher the words that she shared. But she started out by saying uh, that um, she said, you know, for obvious reasons, you know, he's my hero because, you know, he physically protected my life when uh, we were at Route 91 and I, I laid on top of her as uh, gunshots were raining out. Um, but she said, but then there's so many more things. And she went on to share um, just the things that she loves about me, the characteristics that I display, the way that I treat her, the way that I treat our kids, uh, the, the work ethic that I have. And I got teary eyed and uh, they started to drip down my cheeks a little bit, uh, just hearing my wife say these things, because as often as we communicate, uh, have these discussions, do date nights, so we talk about things like this, just what we value and appreciate about each other. And we try to do that on a regular basis. This was just so direct and in front of other people. And man, it was just, it was so powerful. And you may at this point be thinking to yourself, why in the heck am I, you know, five or so minutes into this podcast and all I'm doing is hearing Ryan talk about his wife bragging about him. And it's not that at all. This is a good lesson or can produce some good lessons. And I hope that it does for you. And so that's why I wanted to share it. So when I hear Michelle say those things, uh, it immediately brings to mind the fact that, you know, when I was 21, um, I got married. No, I was 22, sorry, or almost 22. Um, no, almost 23, 22. <laughs> anyway, so um, I was young, but man, I loved Michelle so much. She was my best friend. Uh, we had been pl platonically best friends. Nothing physical, emotional like that had ever happened uh, before we first got together there. And um, but she was my best friend. She knew everything about me. I knew everything about her. Um, even some awful stuff she knew about me. Um, uh, and she loved me anyway. And we got married. We bought a house, uh, bef uh days before our actual wedding. Uh, a year later, we got, uh, we had our first baby that was Alexis. And, um, Man, it was just, it, it was an amazing roller coaster of a ride to begin with. And then, as many of you have heard, we hit a season of just a lot of difficulty. Years three, four, and five of marriage, really, four and five were the hardest for us. Um, nearly got divorced. 
um, or at least talking about it pretty regularly. Um, and so I think to all of the reasons why my wife um, could have said I was not a hero, uh, all the ways that I had let her down, all the ways that I had hurt her feelings, all the ways that I came up short as a husband, as a father, uh, and even just as a man. Um, and so the first thing that comes to my mind is, God, thank you. Um, I could not have been what my wife described me to be last week at dinner had it not been for the work that God has done in my life. Um, some of you may be shaking your head um, in disagreement that God is real or that, um, that that's possible, but um, I wasn't a monster, but there is no way that I would be the man I am today without the grace of God, without the transformation that God has had on my life, without the con consistent conviction and call to be better, uh, to be a husband that sacrifices his life for his wife. Um, I don't do that perfectly all the time. My wife will also attest to that, but boy, do I try. And so first and foremost, when I hear Michelle say, my husband is my hero, the first thing I think of is God, thank you. Um, and so maybe for you practically right away, what I say to you is if you are not the husband that your wife desires you to be, um, I cannot encourage you enough to turn to God, um, open a Bible, step into church. If you've been there before, go back, invest more consistently. If your relationship is non-existent or strained with God, I don't believe you can ever be the husband that you are supposed to be, that you could ever be the father or the man that you are supposed to be. And you will ultimately never be the hero that you are called to be because you just will never know who God has really made you to be. And so that's my first encouragement to you is um, if you desire more from your marriage and your life, if you are struggling really significantly right now, lean into God's calling on your life. Uh, you have questions about that, reach out to me. I'm happy to, to, to talk with you uh, and just walk through that journey with you. Um, it, it's a long one. It wasn't easy for me. It didn't happen overnight, but it did happen. And Definitely required a lot of hard work on my part, but it was the spirit of God working inside me, uh, really um, pushing me, pulling me, encouraging me to do that. Okay, what else though? Um, beyond that, uh, that's first and foremost, and nothing I'm going to say after that is going to replace that. But when I hear Michelle say that I am her hero, um, it makes me think of the changes that I've made in my life. Uh, to be a better husband. And the first thing was uh, the words that I speak to her. Um, man, it's so easy to express frustration and it is so difficult to express affirmation. You know, when we're frustrated, when we don't like something, I mean, it's just easy. It's easy to speak about it. And when those little things build up, it just becomes a constant negative narrative in a house. And that woman that you love so deeply, that loves you so deeply becomes a pain in your side and you become a pain in theirs. It's just a constant um, sore spot. And you, you're you saying just so many negative things, grumbling about what they're not doing, um, about 
uh, how they're not treating you, uh, what they should be doing. And I say to you, your words matter. I've shared this before, but one of the most powerful things that I ever did as it relates to words uh, was I'd heard a pastor years ago uh, speak about the importance of expressing my feelings to my wife verbally as I felt them. And I've done that uh, for many, many years, at least the last 10 years, I consistently speak out loud the things I feel in my heart. Baby, I love you. Baby, I appreciate you. Baby, I value you. You are a great wife. You're a great mom. I love how you do X, Y, and Z. Wow, you look beautiful today. You are sexy. Um, I'm attracted to you. I want some alone time with you, uh, whatever. Um, I think it's so important that we are using positive and encouraging words. I'm not called, I'm not asking you or calling you to fake it. So if you're frustrated, you can be honest about why you're frustrated, but don't make that the only narrative in your house. Don't make that the only thing you're saying uh, is the frustrating and negative things. So speak words of encouragement, of affirmation, of support, of love, of honor. That's what a real man does. A real man speaks those things to his wife. Number two, things I say about my wife. And again, you know, early on in our marriage, I would have never said anything bad about Michelle. I mean, she was amazing. Again, she was my best friend. We loved being together. We were around each other all the time. We had so much fun. We went out and partied together. We learned together. We grew together. I mean, all these things were amazing. And then once the shit got hard, then I started talking bad about her. I mean, not all the time, but you know, around friends, around maybe other family. I was just not speaking well of my wife. And I can't tell you how many guys I'm around right now, uh, though I try to avoid them as often as I can. But when I'm in common space with guys, I don't consider these guys friends um, that would speak like this about their wives. But uh, in common space with other men, I hear them speaking bad about their wife. The most fascinating thing is more often than not, they're assholes or douches and it's their wives should, that should be saying all the bad things about them, though they shouldn't do that. But I'm like, who are you to talk? Like, you're a mess. No, one, you know, no wonder why your wife doesn't want to have sex with you or doesn't want to spend time with you or doesn't want to serve you at home because you're an asshole. And so you could be talking about um, how awful she is, but it's your fault take ownership, be a man. So I really changed my own um, uh, uh, language, uh, the context of conversations about my wife. Um, I, I used to have to be very conscious about the things that I said, because I didn't want to speak negatively about her. And now I just naturally don't. Um, you may call BS on that, but I, I don't speak negatively about my wife. If there is an issue, if there's a disagreement, which are very few and far between uh, us now, 21 years into our marriage. Um, but 
Um, if there's an issue, if I'm frustrated, I speak to her. Now, if I, if there's something that I need some advice on, I go to a trusted close friend, I speak to them, but I also know that they have my marriage's best interest in heart and they're not going to listen to me grumble. So I ensure that uh, I am speaking positively about my wife and I'm also avoiding relationships with men that are speaking negatively about their spouses or their significant others. If you're going to talk shit on your wife, I don't want to be around you. That's not the type of man that I want to be. And I don't want to be around somebody like that because that influence will eventually uh, seep into me. It's just too hard to ignore that over a long period of time. It just eats away at you like rust. So second thing, I was conscious about the things I say about her. Uh, out, you know, when, when I'm not around her third thing, um, I, I was, I intentionally focused and am focused on the things that I do to her. And so again, th this is not just words, but actions. I want to ensure that I treat her like the woman that God has created her to be. She was created in God's image as one of God's children. She is precious in his eyes. She is worth far more than I could ever put value to. And so I want to treat her that way. I, I want to shower her with love. I want to honor her. I want to respect her. I want to give her gifts as often as I possibly can. I want to make her life, you know, my wife is not materialistic, but at the same time, I want to give her every possible material, materially based thing that I can give to her that would make her happy. And she right now would say, well, that stuff's not going to ultimately make me happy, but it could make her happier. And so, I want to do that. I want to provide for her. I want to make sure that she feels cared for, that she feels supported, that she feels protected. Um, I, I, I want my actions to support the hero that my wife sees me as. Heroes don't mistreat their wives. Heroes lift their wives up and do everything they can to provide for and protect them. And so actions are so important. Fourth thing I think about is I began to really pay attention to, and now I'm extremely conscious of the things I do when she's not around. So it's one thing to, uh, to be conscious of the things I do to her when she's around, just like saying the things I do to her when she's around. But I also want to be conscious of the things I say about her when she's not or do when she's not around. And so I'm going to get super practical, very direct here. Um, so uh, this hasn't always been the easiest thing for me to fight. Definitely all these years later in marriage, it is. But... Um, uh, the younger, more immature me would entertain flirting with, uh, you know, with other women, um, checking other women out. Um, you know, I was playing golf um, a few weeks back, and a um, uh, so one of the guys I was playing with uh, made mention of how hot the cart girl was. Um, and, uh, I kind of ignored it at first, his statement. And then, uh, he again said something about how hot the cart girl was. And if I, if I saw, 
And I said, no, I said, I didn't look. And he says, what do you mean you didn't look? And I said, because I said, I don't want to get involved in that. And I I don't want to put myself in that place. And like many guys do, he said something to the effect of, come on, man, it's just looking when I'm not doing anything. And I just thought to myself, like, no, that, that absolutely tarnishes my mind. That leads me to start thinking about things um, from a physical and sexual place that aren't about my wife. And that's not good for me. Like that's not honoring to my marriage, but that's not good for me because it starts causing my mind to chase that further. Social media, like I, I, man, that is a hard, hard place because we as men, I'm ladies, you may be getting it too, but we're constantly bombarded uh, with opportunities for other women to get, um, uh, to put themselves in front of us. Um, whether it's bots or a real women, um, I probably get an inappropriate message or invitation via social media three to four times a week. And I do everything that I can to block and delete them without even clicking. But I've got to be honest, every once in a while, I'm like right on the verge. And in the past, I have like not clicked through a website, but clicked on the picture. And I'm like, what am I doing? And immediately block, delete. And I've got to go right. Like I, I cannot succumb to that because that's not what a hero does. I won't let my wife down like that. If my wife was sitting right there, I wouldn't do that. And it's dishonoring. It's hurtful to her. And I don't want to do that either. So it's definitely about, you know, the things that I do when she's not around. So things I say to her, things I say about her, things I do to her, things I do when she's not around. And so really, you guys, I mean, I, I, just, I cannot encourage you enough. Um, if, if you're married, um, you should be your wife's greatest supporter, your wife's greatest encourager, your wife's greatest provider, your wife's greatest protector. You should sacrifice everything you possibly can to ensure that she is happy that she is cared for and loved. Um, you should desire to be your wife's hero. And for some of you guys, like, you know, it's like, well, you know, I'm my wife's hero because I am strong and I can physically protect my wife. It's like that, that, that's not a hero. That's, that's a small part of it. Like even back to my wife's, you know, reasons why, like if it was just the route 91 thing, like, yeah, that, that was a big thing. Um, but if I was a total asshole all the other times, that wouldn't matter at all. Um, that would have been a, a, um, a reactionary moment um, that wasn't supported by the way that I lived the rest of my life. Um, so what are you doing? Um, you need to make sure definitely that, um, that you are in a good spot, that you are um, emotionally and physically and spiritually healthy, um, but 
You can't be selfish about your life. You need to be invested into your wife. You know, when I was a pastor, uh, I had my fair share of marriage counseling sessions, both premarital counseling, as well as counseling as couples were uh, going through struggles and challenges. And um, every time a guy would come to me and say that they had a struggle or a challenge with their wife, I would always say, what's your part in it? Like, what is your responsibility? A man takes responsibility. A hero takes responsibility. This kind of sounds funny, but I think about, you know, all of the heroes that um, that I, I think are cool or great or whatever. Um, and as you think about, like, a, I'm, I'm a pretty big Avengers fan. And if I think about Iron Man or Captain America or Spider-Man, um, Batman, you know, they, they seem to always get the raw end of the deal because they're so focused on being the hero. And I guess part of that's true. Um, they don't always get the, the relationship that they want. Actually, that was one of the things that disappointed me the most about the last Avengers movie was Captain America, who was like one of the most selfless uh, heroes ever. Um, they wrote into that story where he would stop being the hero so he could have the relationship. And I get it, but um, but I think that the greatest demonstrations um, of, of heroism come in sacrifice. And so sometimes we as men uh, won't get everything we think we want because we have to give everything we possibly can to those that we have been entrusted to, that have been entrusted to us. And our spouses are one of those things. So, man, I encourage you, get your shit together. Um, there's always an area to improve. There, there's always ways in which you can grow. If you need some help in this area, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, you can DM me through social media uh, and I'd be happy to chat a little bit more with you about this. That's why I'm building the uh, Men of Freedom Facebook community. And that's why I have created the uh, uh, Foundations to Freedom Coaching Academy. Like these are spaces for men to encourage, support, and hold one another accountable on this journey to, amongst other things, be the heroes to their spouses. So again, if you have any questions, concerns, thoughts, you're struggling in an area that I spoke of or in another one, um, you know, that that's closely related, you know, I, I'm here to support you. I'm, I'm here to help. Um, I want you to know, um, you know, me sharing things like this are not for me to brag because I can tell you a thousand different ways that I've screwed up. Um, some of the, some ones that I would never wish upon anybody else. I share this with you because it was a moment of awe for me to recognize what God has done in me and therefore then what I have been able to do in my marriage and in my life. And while I want to be successful in business, while I want to impact so many men, none of that holds a candle to the way that I want to impact my wife. And so on a Tuesday night at Boss Cat in Orange, hearing that I'm my wife's hero is a great start for me. 
but I know that I still have a long way to go and I'm sure that you guys too. So thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. As always, questions, comments, concerns, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to be able to engage with you, answer any questions I have. If you'd love to join our free foundation or Men of Freedom uh, Facebook community, uh, if you can't find that uh, at one of the links uh, in this episode, feel free to DM me and I'll shoot you an invite there. That's for Christian uh, men that are looking to grow personally, professionally, relationally, spiritually, and financially. Uh, And I'd be happy to uh, welcome you into that community and let you get into some of the discussions that we're having so you can learn, grow, and so you can invest into other people. Other than that, take care. Thanks so much for your support of the podcast. Talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Authentic Conversations. If you are ready to live the life you've dreamed of, I'm here to help. Head to ryanjamesmiller.com slash podcast to begin your journey. And if this episode impacted you in any way, pay it forward by sharing it with someone you know. I'm Ryan James Miller, and I'll see you next time on Authentic Conversations.